Hey, I'm Chris. And this is Brad. And you're listening to Esports Morning. It's a new year and a new esports morning. Um, we're going to <laughs> new year, new me. Yep. We're gonna try to uh, actually do this for real this time. I feel like um, last year was a crazy year. It just yeah. got crazy. Like you, you everything just, got crazy all at the same time. We just, we started this thing and then it was just like, no, I can't do it anymore. It's over. It's over. Meanwhile, you know. Yeah, because I kind of hate Brad's guts. So I mean. <sighs> You know, I try so hard, and sometimes uh, you just can't get along with me. Did, but it's did fine. you did you get so far? Uh, I got so. But, I actually, but you know what? Uh, but in the end, the other did podcast that no one listens to that uh, I actually do, uh, yeah. you know, ninety four episodes and strong. Keep it going, hey man, going like, with a two a week episode. With podcasting, thing. you got to do it for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, you got to do it for you. Yeah, and like, if I don't really, else, I don't really look at the statistics. The, the statistics and like the listenership yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, everyone, every once in a while I do, because you know, I'll see something like, Oh, Hey, this one got like 50 vis- listens. This was cool. And yeah. we go back down to the average and it's just like, whatever. I mean, people are listening to it and I'm not being told that I'm a fucking idiot. So it's all good. <laughs> well, just you wait. Yeah. I mean, just eventually, wait, it'll, right? eventually it will happen, but uh, um, not right now. Yeah. So we, so when did we start this back last year? It must've been like, I feel like it was May or I think we started talking about it in May and I think it was summer ish. And then we did like four episodes and we did like two weeks and we were were like on fucking point for like two weeks. Right. Yeah. And then then we started recording the ones and never got mixed. Yeah. Because of the schedule falling apart. And, um, yeah, cause I remember that all happened before I went to Evo. And then after I went back, right. came back for Evo, we tried recording a couple one. I think we did one in August. I'm, I'm sure this is super interesting for maybe September. <clears throat> um, yeah, just basically my, my job got super busy. I had to let it eat my life a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 sometimes you just got to balance stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, everything else, everything else had to had to be thrown by the wayside for 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 a little bit. Nobody blames um, you. Well, I, I blame me. Well, you blame you can blame yourself, but no one actually okay. really, you know. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Breathe, breathe, and then uh, <sighs> exhale, and then continue. Let's let's do this. All right. Uh, what are we talking about here, Brad? <laughs> Let's just put it on me right now. Well, <laughs> yeah. Counter-Strike's having its own little moment right now here at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, what's going on? Um, well, I mean, pick one. I mean, we got a few different, we got a few crazy <laughs> different one. situations right now. Um, one of which is not getting a lot of attention. One of which is getting a lot of attention. And one of which has everyone upset. Um, All right. Well, what? why is everyone angry right now? Okay. Why is everyone? Okay, the servers are down. Um, well, the servers have been going to this intermittent up and down thing. This is the matchmaking servers, right? The matchmaking servers. So naturally, that means there's no reason to play the game. Uh, obviously, from the Redditor point of view, uh, if you can't play matchmaking, you're not trying to play the game. Um, no yeah. community servers exist. Obviously, uh, gun game demolition is not an option. Um, you know, 
deathmatch servers, paying to play on other things, those don't count for anything. So not oh. unless you're a streamer. But I, uh, rolling, I mean, rolling, I mean, it's, I mean, clearly, um, you know, it's, it's the great the, equalizer of the game. Like, yeah. you know, everybody likes to poop on Valve matchmaking, but it's like, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's what keeps the game moving. I feel like it's, it's like, it's the thing that has kept the game alive through all of the shit of last year's, um, uh, of last year's skin betting fiasco yeah between the drops so. that you get and playing with random people on the internet and raging out and posting you know your cool 4k to reddit i mean like yeah. basically matchmaking is where a lot of people play just because it's you know you don't have to have a party going into it you can just yeah. go yourself and yeah. which is you know a great strength of a great you know multiplayer gaming service i mean yeah, it's, it, a, it's important for that thing to be up it's absolutely, I mean, because, you know, you get paired with other people and all you have to do is you don't have to focus on a lot of stuff. You just, you know, talk to your people and warm up and then you figure out who is actually calling plays and go from there. Like, So what's the prognosis? Has, has anybody got like a grip on this? Do we have any word Matt, from Valve? What's... Matt from Valve has a comment saying that uh, oh. uh, posted to posted to Steam or posted to Twitter rather. Uh, Matt T. Wood is his Twitter yeah. handle. The CSGO and Steam teams have been urgently investigating as far as I'm aware. Hmm. That okay. was posted earlier this afternoon. Uh, earlier the afternoon of the second rather. Um, and hey, there's an email address he also posted to. Uh, can we just blame Russian hackers and get on with it? All right. Well, speaking of breaking things, what else is broken in CSGO right now? Um, apparently, um, the professional scene is just completely <laughs> broken. It's absolutely in tatters. Um, players are, you know... Uh, you can't trust what players say anymore. Team owners apparently want to make money, and that's a problem for some people. And now um, ESL Pro League is no longer the uh, the go-to online league to play to anymore, especially for some uh, North American teams. Now, has that whole situation with PEA been resolved yet? Because, like, we define, saw it all... Define resolved. Well, I mean... Uh, a resolution where it doesn't just peter out and everybody forgets about it. We it, don't know yet. Okay. Um, because basically we saw it all play out in real time over Twitter and Twit Longer. And medium. Uh, please kill me if I have to read another, like, no line breaks uh, statement on Twit Longer. Hey, but you know what? One of the people, I think, I think Reggie's Twit Longer, he actually paid for ad free. So, I mean, you know. Kudos to hey, him. good guy, Reggie. Hey, I mean, he tried. He's spending some money because he he wants to make some money. I guess I don't know, but I mean, I I mean, I was I don't know the whole thing. I saw some Twit Longers that had some ad free stuff. I don't know it was Reggie's. I don't think he really gives a shit about all the CS stuff aside from he, what he's been brought into. But apparently, you know, the two weeks since Christmas is just everything's just you know the barn is burning. Everything's happening. Um, Sean Garris gets basically removed from TSM, which. Hey, we didn't even know he was on TSM in the first place, but now he's gone from there. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't there very long. No, not very long. Like less than two weeks. Yeah. Um, since the ink dried on his contract. Um along with a few other people. They're trying to rebuild that squad like for the fourth time or something like that. Um but he is now uh out of a job. Uh they're trying to figure out what 
where all the PEA team, the players apparently have some sort of power to vote. Um, we were told you know, there have been sort of like many, many leaks via Twitter where owners are like, hey, we have a vote scheduled and no, we have the vote. We don't have the vote scheduled anymore. Um, DK uh, is actually on, had been on top of the um, the latest on the vote stuff. And that was like a couple days before New Year's. The last thing we heard was they're pushing the vote until January which is when the league is supposed to start for PEA. Um, and of course there's, you know, other things that happen in January. There's a, a dream hack in January. I think there's a major in January. I'm pretty sure there um, is. I got, I got hotel reservation plane tickets. <laughs> so yeah. I hope so. <clears throat> I mean, I hope it's still happening. And, uh, <laughs> come on, Turner. And, um, not well, to they, mention, have, they have their stuff together. Yeah. I mean, they do not to mention, I'm pretty sure there's a ESL, qualifier for something in vegas happening in february if that's not already a thing i don't know there's some some esl thing happening in vegas or it's an iem thing but it's basically esl is it i or is it dream hack oh god damn it i don't even know anymore i'm i'm pretty sure it's a dream hack masters dream hack masters that sounds yeah. about right yeah 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 it's yeah. the same company so, anyway so it doesn't matter um, <laughs> well Yes. It isn't. It isn't. We're, we're, um, we're going with this. Is I don't know. so I. Yeah. I know you. You. You've. You've had plenty of time to rant about the this whole PA deal on 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 your various channels, but just to like, I don't know. Try to condense it. Condense where you stand versus kind of what the raw facts are. Because what what I understand it the whole thing to be is that. Essentially, the PEA was announced some months ago as this coalition of teams that were going to put on their own, like, kind of self-funded league. It largely seemed to be um, kind of investor-funded and uh, with, with, with what seemed to be kind of a, a large profit share towards players um, in terms of how it was sold to the community at large. I think you can replace right. investor funded with team owner funded. Team owner funded, like like well, kind of deep pocket funded, as opposed to like there there are there aren't any like big marquee sponsors on board with, that with that whole thing of. yet. Not not that we know of anyway. Yeah, that, that haven't been publicized or anything like that. Right. So um, so the the community was like it when it was first announced. Seemed like well, this is cool i guess i don't know like everybody's everybody's for players making more money or or getting a larger piece of the pie in general that's kind of how how um popular opinion bends around these parts these days um and so whatever it takes to do that like that's totally cool but there's all there was also this like this seems like you know yet another league all uppercase and um do we really need another league and we feel oversaturated? What is this going to mean? Is this going to be another exclusivity play, which we, the popular Reddit hive mind are vehemently against for reasons, um, <laughs> unknown. And, uh, so there, there were, there are those kind of like these competing sort of feelings about the league and what it might mean for counter-strike and, and like the NA scene. Yeah. And so, but it seemed like everybody kind of took like a wait and see kind of. Well, well you know, we'll we'll see what they do. Yeah, the initial news about the league, I don't. Th it may have came out like 
maybe a little bit after the initial announcement that they were going to run their own league and, um, oh, it was going to be great for everyone. Everyone's going to have all the profit sharing and the players are going to have it too. Um, It's not until we learn a little bit of details about how much that really, uh, how much uh, quantitatively that actually was meant to be based on their initial plans and how the plans are, are are at this point um, going into, you know, presumably a January launch for this, you know, first season of this league. Right. The, uh, so, the NA teams are basically looking at if they participate and they're a part of the PEA, they're looking at basically something in the realm of 30 to 40 K minimum payout for their team on top yeah. of whatever place they get into the competition. Right. Right. So, well, I mean, I mean just to back it up, just, just, a, just an, another step, like yeah. it seemed like this was like the PEA was put into place with this emphasis on player representation or them at least having some sort of seat at the table, not only publicly, but it seems like in the way in, in everything that just like splattered all over Twitter. I think that was meant um, to be like a couple that. weeks ago. Yeah. You know, it was meant to be this, this sort of thing where it, where players in PEA teams had kind of more of a, uh, not more skin in the game, but like had more a substantial of, contribution or sort of you know, substantial controlling factor in how the league operates. Yeah, a little more weight, right? Yeah. In in kind of how how things were how things were done. And I think a lot of people initially interpreted that as a controlling interest in how the league operated, which was never going to happen. But I think right that I mean obviously it was never because they're not team owners. But right. I mean, yeah. So. <clears throat> but they at least I think had had an expectation and a reasonable one at that where they that they would be listened to, they would be kept in the loop on things, that they wouldn't be blindsided by any sort of large uh for you know, like shift in strategy or something like that for yeah. for the league as a whole. Which I think is is like the root of all of this. And and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like that is the thing that touched off the the entire crap storm after the PEA kind of top brass came out and said, "We're doing this. We're doing this league, and and we're singling out ESL Pro League and saying you can't play in ESL. Like PEA teams won't be in ESL Pro League, right? And and I feel like that's what gets thrown about a lot. And it's not. I mean, they would argue that we're not excluding anyone. No one's being excluded. Any teams can sign up for this thing and participate. Uh, they're, they're not planning on excluding anyone. They they would also probably turn around, around right around and, so, and tell you that, uh, yeah, we, we intentionally schedule our league to take place during the uh, ESL Pro League because um, uh, we have control over your scheduling. You know, it, that's too bad. If you have a problem with that, uh, that's your team motor over there and that's your probably more powerful representative to the council. It, it's, yeah. it's exclusivity de facto by scheduling. Well, this is, I mean, uh, that that's like, it gets to like the whole, this has just been the, uh, just peeling in a freaking onion yeah. since this all started because first it was like, oh, well, these, these, these wacky team owners, they're trying to come in and, and just like, you know, uh, none of these players went on this like sort of thing. A lot of guys heard about this, like, on Twitter after it was announced, which seemed to be like the antithesis of why why the why such a thing as the PEA even exists. Um 
so like that was weird and it it put the it put you know in my estimation the the that group of team owners in a bit of a a a, a, a poor light yeah the, the but initial, then the, but the then like reporting was there was a report and everyone found it over twitter because the pa people did not tell them um obviously right and now, now this person uh i think it was dk writing for slingshot esports that made the initial report that was essentially yeah it sounds uh, right yeah i mean that's where the initial report came from it was so journalist but then it comes back around in that now like immediately after we get all these hot takes from players where they're like and and, and well i mean maybe it wasn't the player maybe it was just like a player or two and then like the community took that ball and just ran it over the line where all of a sudden this like this overriding sentiment that basically these players who are contracted to these organizations to play counter-strike under that organization's banner should have complete and utter agency to pick and choose the specific competitions that they want to play that they basically that that they have some sort of like inalienable right to say i am playing in this competition and not this one and i don't care about your interests your interest being like you the team owner who pays my salary yeah that's that's right it's pipe dream for esports right is that the players are ultimately in charge of their own destiny and the team owners are only there to like point them along the way of making money for everyone. They're only there to pay their pay their airfare. They're it, there to, for the airfare, for the house, for the internet connections, for the yeah. computers, to manage sponsors, and, the, and they make money on sponsors. Like, that must that's be just what super weird. That's just super weird to me. And like, and it wasn't it wasn't just a Reddit hive mind thing. Like, we did see a number of players espouse similar if not that exact kind of point of view that basically like nobody should be able to tell them that they can't play in 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 one league or another which is absolutely i mean it to draw an equivalence it would be like all the players of an mls team just deciding one day that they all want to play in liga mx you know they want to go play in the mexican league because it's better or something Uh. and so then they should just be able to go do that you know, this is this is part of I mean, esports yeah, growing rip, rip up, up as contract and try that. But I mean, come on, it, it's 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 a part of esports growing up as a business. Like you become you 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 sign part of your agency away in in return for uh what what I hope is a decent regular paycheck. Like that's right. that's the trade you make. You get less autonomy over you know being able to pick and choose precisely what tournaments you want to play in um the 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 relative strain of your schedule if you want to play in just you know a handful of things or if you're playing in two tournaments a month you know those are the sorts of things that you see control over that to the organization that you play to because they are paying you a salary right so it's it's simultaneously flummoxing that like it sucks that basically the the players were sold on a sort of um, ethos of what the PA was purported you know what what it was supposed to be and that had, that clearly you know in the first big test of that philosophy 
the PEA has totally failed, (laughs) basically. I mean, that sucks. But at the same time, like what it seems like the big beef around all this has has sprung up upon is is also like, but wait, guys, like, why is that your gripe? What you know, your gripe should be we were promised some 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 degree of representation. We're not getting it right. We don't know anything that's happened with this players council or or if there's like an executive board that because we know that there are people that have been elected to represent, you know, because of the because of the players letter that was posted to the media. We know who those people are um, that were represented to, you know, represent all of the players all together. Right. And then there are certain team owners that have slots on this board. And then there are two PEA people that round out sort of, you know, that are that are the tiebreakers slash we're actually in the team owners' pockets anyways. Haha, ha, this is actually a de facto majority thing going on with how that how that whole thing went. I think a lot of the early reaction by players is chalked up to them being surprised, not being told anything about this. Yeah. I think I think yeah. you can chalk up a lot of like, oh hey, EPL Pro League, the best teams in the world are playing with EPL Pro League um that was you know it's it's connected to the esl we get to go places with the esl those are big events when when the finals of the season rolls around those aren't those aren't little small things that happen i mean compared i mean compared to you know face it i I imagine they're pretty big deals um with e-league still you know we're entering season three in 2017 sometime um i imagine that um there will be more competition, which is how a league is supposed to operate in 2017. But if you go back to, we we expected to play in EPL because it's starting soon. I mean, this is what we've been practicing for. We've been practicing for EPL. And now we get this report that we're not going to be doing that. And then I think the initial report sparks all of the discussions that were happening in the back room. That sparks the players that were, you know, ultimately super offended by the fact that, oh, hey, the best teams in the world, you can't play with them. Yeah. By the people that were offended by that, I think drummed up a lot of the momentum for the scurse for the Sir Scoots letter and ultimately recruited them, recruited him for that task. I think that's how that worked. Everyone else is like, yeah, it makes sense. Why would we not do that? Now, of course, there are some, there are only two teams that didn't sign that letter. Um, but they're bad teams and no one really cares, but, um, uh, come at me, come at me, Jason Lake. What's up? Um, (laughs) the, uh, I mean, actually you, you want to cut this anyway, but, um, oh my God, there's this snippet of, uh, one of the, one of the podcasts I did before, uh, uh, the week of Christmas. Um, I think it was like, I don't know, it was 93 or something like that. And I sort of go to town on the PEA thing and the whole status of everything. And I go into details, of numbers and everything. And uh, I go into this mini rant of, you know, all like all we have to do is just, you know, we have to double the minimum payout. That's all we have to do. Jason Lake, this is this is Jason Lake telling his team we have to double the minimum payout. That's all I want. I want to make a playoff only relevant again. I go into some stupid rant. Oh, man, the, the whole point behind the player's letter was really halfway trying to register the player's surprise. I think not being consulted about how this league was meant to be formed. And of course we see with the player, we, you know, with the whole fallout with Reggie and Sean Garris that they were consulted multiple times 
at least the players on TSM were. Sure. And is that a fair model for the rest of the teams in the league or in the organization? It's hard. Anyone can say. So we don't know if all the Cloud9 people were told about this. We assume so because nothing's one of the player representatives on the board. Um, it's one of those, it's one of those, you, you would assume everything's been talked about and everyone's on the same page. And then something that's sort of, you know, Oh, Hey, we're exclusive to, we're not, we're not letting, you know, our teams participate in EPL because we're going to be busy over here in North America doing our thing. I mean, the, the, the level of surprise that I think was overlooked, uh, was, was a little high compared to everything else mm. as far as what made the players write that letter. Mm. Well, there's still more to happen here. Still, you know, there, there, we're still awaiting a resolution either way, whether um, basically PEA cries uncle or they're going to continue. They're, gonna, they're still going to kind of try to ram this through in one way or another. Yeah, there's a lot um, of other ways it could go. We could, you know, we could see a delay of the PEA league because mm. all we know is January, which doesn't tell us anything. No one knows about when it's going to start or what the format is um, short of, we know how many teams it's going to have. And we know like a payout structure that it's proposed to have um, compared to, you know, last year, the, the last EPL seasons number, you know, they want to pay 500 K to teams that don't make it um, to a playoff phase is basically what they're looking to spend. Like, okay, yeah. maybe, maybe you can get away with that. Uh, if you had everyone, bowing to your you know wishes and you know you're gonna make this super league world final thing happen but uh there's a bunch of other different ways it could play out we we could see it in january and epl could just be a european thing from now on we don't know it's hard to say yeah i mean the this the structure i feel like we're kind of going this way now the the structure of i think where PA intends to take it is an interesting one, but I think it's one that they aren't in a position to kind of force it to happen at the moment where we have these sort of like domestic online leagues and, um, we kind of reserve the the sort of globalized top level play for um uh, for offline competitions essentially which i think is an interesting i mean it, it it's it's one it, it's kind of a, a a state of the game that i'd like to see because i think it 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 would it would then imbue the the offline meetups um of you know uh, top echelon teams from both sides of the pond with with more value because they're they would presumably meet fewer times than they have like in 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 2016 where we saw this the kind of the same global battery of teams playing most events right. with each other right and even playing these offline or i'm sorry these online events with each other and they're basically playing all the time yeah i mean it's still um, the same high caliber teams that you know they sign up for it yeah they're probably going to make a playoff and they're probably going to go somewhere crazy for it 
I mean, you know, that thing continues on. I think the other thing that you could look at expanding as far as the, the localization of these online leagues to like specific regions is, you know, uh, maybe, maybe you don't have to wait for an, uh, like a final or a playoff to have a, have an offline event. I think it makes logistics a lot easier for North American teams to, Oh, Hey, week two, we're going to be in New York week three, uh, week three. No, we're playing from home uh, week four. If everyone's available, let's go to Vegas and, and set up yeah. those things that way, you know, uh, weeks, maybe every other week they can, you know, obviously it would require, you know, a lot of work and it wouldn't yeah. happen, but I mean, you know, this early on in the year, but I mean, it allows, but you know, having a league that intends to be NA's top teams, or I guess we have to say America's because immortals, but whatever but it has the North and South America top teams that, you know, they travel around the area. They're, they're, they're living in, you know, North America, the teams are, why not have them meet up every so often, more often than just a final or anything like that. I think it makes that a lot more, more of a possibility that should be explored. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it it's also an satisfies environment the whole where, NBA ownership wanting to get yeah, in all this. Totally, stuff. like totally. it satisfies the 76ers' whole idea, where they totally, <coughs> where they, where they kicked out. Uh, they basically dropped the you know the third best team in the world right now, um, yeah. fourth best team in the world right now, according to HLTV. They dropped them because we want to start our own American team and have people, you know, do this uh, sort of, you know, grow, grow from, from the bottom and completely, you know, they're, they're cross, they're cross branding Dignitas with their, um, their, with their uh, B league NBA team. Now they're wearing the Dignitas logo on their uh, uniforms, not to mention yeah. Yeah. Dignitas has well, been that, a sticker that, team that got you've immediately... seen on the sidewalls of NBA games that the 76ers play in Philadelphia. That team got immediately picked up by what was it, FC Copenhagen? Right? Uh, supposedly, I don't think I ever saw an official announcement, but I could be wrong. But the idea was that they're going to be picked up by FC Copenhagen and wear FC Copenhagen jerseys because that's yeah, a whole, so that's I, a whole other European. That's a whole other like uh, the Scandinavian like. I'm just saying, like when when that and when when the whole Dignitas thing first bubbled up. I don't think it was reported as such, but it quickly kind of snowballed as like, oh, Dignitas was dropping their their CS:GO roster and what a bunch of idiots. I mean, yeah, and I, mean, I don't think that was a case. Was I don't think to it, right. I, I don't think that was actually the case at all. I think it, I think what what clearly happened was like they could get you know close enough money or or perhaps even better money from FC Copenhagen and they wouldn't have to move to freaking Philadelphia. Which oh, yeah. who wants to move to freaking Philadelphia? And so it clearly, you know, it's it sounds pretty, it sounds pretty clear that um, the the Seventy Sixers want to have a Counter Strike team that that resides in Philadelphia with them and isn't like this kind of weird offshore thing. They want somebody local they want they want a a, a squad and they want someone that and, can wrangle around and tour around the united yeah. states and stuff yeah, like yeah. that they want to yeah. build their ultimate you know which which all makes sense you know they want to fill their nba they, someone told me someone told me this and it made a lot of sense they want to fill their nba stadiums the other times they're not using it in a year 
Oh yeah. I yeah, mean, totally. It makes a lot of sense if even totally. they just a step like this Overwatch League could totally do this. Um, oh, you know, well, three years we, down the road, we should we're probably not talk get about that, that, in that in, next we'll talk about episode. that another time. Yeah, I mean, next week we can. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about all that another time. But I mean, like even even what that promises that this sort of you know NBA team fill we have the space. Let's put people in the space and use the space yeah. more often than we do. Yeah. That's totally worth. Uh, building a small that I mean it's it it's sad that a name like Dignitas Dignitas has to be attached with it um, because it's such a you know it's all it's a long it's a long history name in esports yeah. but I mean it's totally the move that I think builds North America at least as far as the local market you know into accepting esports in, in bigger arenas. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I think the bottom line and kind of where. Um, I want to leave this because we're we're running out of time here. Right, is that um, I think the overall vision for what you know for for this PEA move as like their their initial kind of their their move one E four PEA wants basically exclusive domain over the top tier NA online. Um league system i mean i get it in in the overall picture it probably would have worked if if it were like growing if if they had started like a year and a half ago and it it were something where it was in place and growing at the same time that like epl was growing and and um and ecs was growing i mean if they did it along ecs ecs i mean it's twitch money behind ecs but still um i wonder I, but i wonder, I'm I wonder saying, if face it becomes a big of a name as it is today if doing it now doing it now though yeah is it is a stupid 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 plan like it's definitely rough i mean I don't, was... I don't see a successful 2016 for them and i think it hurts counter-strike on the whole for 20 or 2017 rather because this is how this is this. I mean, the best, and I forget who to attribute this to, but the best take I saw on it was, okay, we're PEA, and we're going to go walk up to, um, uh, the the pro league, and we're going to say, we'd like a third of your business, please. And that's what they and like that was their offer. That's was, what they wanted to do too. Their there offer was, was we're going about, to take yeah. a third of your business. That's well, hey, we want that's our offer from you too to do the whole thing. <laughs> it's just like, um, what do you, it, so we need some we need some seed funding from you guys. And it's not like chain. they it's not like they don't have necessarily the grounds to do it. It but it's it's like it's it's just like this weird way in which esports has grown up. And it's colliding with its with its kind of like moneyed business first future. Like this is this is where those two worlds are colliding hard. Where like the like the the mistake that they made is that they they, they didn't take like the goodwill of the players in mind. You know enough to realize okay. This is gonna this is gonna turn out really bad for us. <laughs> it's like it's like relying on like Nuzu reports to like forecast the future of esports, right? 
Like they're looking at the they're looking at the huge picture. Ultimately, people will come in and spend money. More money will be spent on teams. Everyone will make more money. It will become bigger exponentially as the the, the monster increases in size. And no one wants to take a look at specifics on how that actually gets done. And then you you know we're we're writing these same stories. You know, uh, June August of this year, I imagine we'll be writing twenty eighteen. We're, it's going to be huge. We're going to see the billion dollar. We're going to see billion dollars in prizes being given out the whole year. I mean, it's going to be epic. I mean, like we're we're going to see we're, those stories just continue to build on themselves. And yeah. It's the same thing w- with with how the leagues and this whole exclusivity battle is going to be fought this year. It's going to be a big deal. It's just it just sucks that it has to happen now when everything seems to be hitting its stride as far as Counter Strike goes when there are actual legitimate people that are new to the scene like Turner and that whole organization over there, like bringing a lot that people don't realize bringing a lot of attention to esports. Um, not to mention, you know, forget the whole streaming thing, forget the, forget the television thing, just like name brands that people can like think up off the top of their head or recognize off the top of their head. At least here in America, that I imagine it thinks like that. But it's it's also the the way that the you know they're so new and they get all of this access into it. And I think they can do a lot more. And also the other fact that you know they're not afraid of doing other things. I mean, that's a whole other conversation to have. I mean, we've had we have like four different potential podcasts that, that spring off of this you know one conversation because there's so many like ways that especially with, you know, all of these teams having their fingers in so many pies to begin with. I mean, there's all the, I mean, every time I hear people talk about PEA teams, they're like, oh, hey, those are all League of Legends organizations. We haven't talked about League of Legends one bit, and we shouldn't, but I mean, like, (laughs) they're known for different things. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, if you're a fan of Counter-Strike, Cloud9, that's nothing's team, right? Stewie2k, he's the cheater, right? Or no, he's not the cheater. But I mean, like, he was the he's the whiz kid, right? I mean, like, we we know this stuff because we were involved in this game. It's gonna mm. be a lot different when you consider the whole picture. And that's mm. that's a lot harder to do than, you know, guessing at how much money is gonna be spent in the whole year. Yeah, well, like you said, there's there's a number of different ways we could take it, a number of different episodes that we could record right now, but we'll we'll have to sit on it. And hopefully we'll have some developments in this by the time we we reconvene uh, in a week. I think uh, when we did this last time, we were do we were trying to do two episodes in a week. I think that was maybe a little ambitious. We're gonna slow our roll a little bit. I think, or at least kind yeah. of, yeah, baby steps. We'll we'll do yeah. we'll do it once I do, weekly. I do, two, I do two episodes a week for the lowercase esports podcast. Uh, yeah, you should listen. You're hustling. And, um, uh, hey, bcar.me slash podcast. Let's go. And do it, um, do it right now. Uh, iTunes, Google Play, we're there. Um, <clears throat> or at least I'm there. I don't have a guest on my show. But, you know, I do two episodes a week, and I sometimes I feel like I'm rambling at the, at the very end of them because I don't edit my show. So <laughs> I really am that bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, two episodes a week was a little was a little tough for us to yeah. get going with. But yeah. I, think, I think one good solid, I think one good solid, you know, what are we going? Half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah, hour. half hour. Yeah, yeah. Maybe hour if we get like drunk together in one room or something like that. Yes, uh, but that that is not this week. Anywho, nope. um, 
that that's where we'll leave it uh we'll we'll be on uh tuesday mornings is when is when we'll release uh for 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 the foreseeable future um catch us on soundcloud itunes google play um as esports morning uh that's where you'll find us that's it for this episode uh thanks for tuning in we will catch you next week until then i'm chris and i'm brad and this has been Esports Morning. We'll catch you next time.